0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30 Minutes to President's Club. My name is Armand Farouk. I'm here with my co-host, Nick Sigelski. And today, we have the man with the bad energy. We got Marcus Chan. He is the president of Venley Consulting, the creator of the Six Figure Sales Academy. And man, he's telling us some stuff about LinkedIn. Nick, why should people listen? If you are wondering how to use
1: three-star Amazon reviews to have better conversations with your customers, you
0: got to stick around. Three, two, one, leave us a review.
1: All right, Marcus, welcome to the show. You know we start every episode with your top three actionable takeaways. Let's get your three.
2: All right, let's dive right into it. So first off, tip number one, how to slide into the LinkedIn DM that actually makes you money. So after you get that prospect that accepts your request, you're gonna to wanna to immediately send them a video DM that's at max 45 seconds. And the way you wanna structure that video DM is immediately go into a quick intro, massive gratitude, then you wanna go into exactly why you reached out. And then third, a very, very low commitment, but very high value call to action for them. You'll have that video of that. And then below that, you have some text, which is very similar to what you said as well. It's very short and easy to read. Do that and you'll convert at a much faster rate. Awesome, what's number two? Number two, all right, so number two is how to frame up value before you present pricing so the prospect sells themselves. Before you get to the pricing. And all you need to do, whether it's a first call, second call, or third call, whatever number of call you're on, but you're about to present pricing. Before you do that, all you got to do is say this you say, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, pricing aside, what did you like most about what I've shown you so far? And then shut up, stop talking let them tell you all the great things and after they stop say great what else until you've exhausted all the great things and then you go into pricing because now they've sold themselves and how awesome you are what's the last one found us out right and the third one it's a phone tip so it's how to use a very simplified feel felt found on the phones to overcome any objection whether it's covid the pandemic or anything so all you say is hey listen I totally get that. That's exactly what Bobby, Bobby's manufacturer said as well. He was also struggling because of COVID. We sat down, they switched on the spot immediately. We have to meet house Thursday at
0: eight. Why don't we go to pricing? Cause we haven't talked about that yeah. in a minute. And so could you walk us through if we take a step back mm-hmm. at what point during the call are you starting to talk
2: about price? And then we'll talk about the delivery of it afterwards. You can't talk price until you've earned the opportunity to talk about price. And that's so important. Now, sometimes I, you see it, uh, maybe it's early in the discovery call. They're pushing you for price. You also don't want to be that sales guy who's like, well, well, well we're, we're going to get there, we're going to get there, we're going to get there, right? Because as the buyer, you hate that. Mm-hmm. You want to have an idea, right? So, And obviously, they're probably smart and savvy. So if they are pushing you early on in discovery, give them a wide range, all right? So if you are selling a monthly service or whatever you are selling, give them a range. Hey, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, depending on all the needs we still need to uncover still, pricing usually ranges from $50 a month to 100K a month. And obviously, you can be anywhere in between there, but that's why I'm asking these questions to ensure I give you the best solution to exceed your expectations. So can we continue? Boom. One of the
0: things I have a hard time with when I'm giving a range is people always get anchored to the bottom of the range. They're like,
2: eh, so 50 bucks, right? For the whole shebang, right? And so how do you deal with that when it comes up? Here's the reality. You may work with a decision maker who's going to be, they're just going to be a really stingy person. Like, well, hold on. You said 50 bucks. Like, what's that package all about? And maybe you didn't present that pricing. You say, hey, listen, I'm glad you brought that up. Based on what you told me earlier, you said A, B, and C, and D are important to you. Is that right? Yeah, uh, it is. Okay, cool. And you literally just told me, before I told venture pricing, you just told me all these things you liked. (laughs) Isn't that right? Yeah, 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 it is. So if you want all those things, I cannot give it to you at $50. That price is $90 or whatever it's going to be. And then now you have an opportunity to negotiate, right? I kind of want to talk
1: about this this LinkedIn DM thing, if you're okay with that, because that's how you ended up even getting on the show. You sent me this LinkedIn DM. And one of the things that you talked about was, so you're talking about massive gratitude and finding common ground between you and the person that you're reaching out to. What are those common ground triggers that you're looking for to be able to reach out?
2: You could say it's hopefully a common connection you're seeing them interacting with, but it it shouldn't be just because you have a common mutual connection because we we all have connections that we don't talk to. But if you see them maybe commenting on someone's post that you know them really well, that's a great thing to bring up. But sometimes they're not that active, right? So what you can also do as well is take a look at their profile. What's something on there that you know potentially they could be proud of, whether maybe Mm -hmm. it's a recent post, an article they put up. It could be maybe some awards they've won or recognition or anything that's really clearly it took some time to really point out. It can't be something superficial like, oh, hey, I saw you went to University of Oregon. That's really cool. Now, nobody cares about that, right? But if, for example, if they're perusing my profile and they're like, you know, like if someone sent me a DM, say, hey, Marcus, you know, John here with ABC whatever, hey, I, I, I saw that you, you hit presence club every single year. Wow, that's freaking impressive. Notice there, they're doing a little brown nosing, but now my ego's boosted, right? I feel good. So now I'm more open to the rest of the conversation. So within 10 seconds of them going to video DM, you want to make them feel really good and open to hear everything else.
0: So I'm curious, you you talked about having this weaved in with a sequence to make it not feel like it's just spam. So how are you weaving in the LinkedIn video so it doesn't
2: totally throw off your workflow? What step does it typically fall into in a cadence? I like to keep it all within the, the LinkedIn as much as possible versus going right to the email. Cause they can, you can like, it's so much more versatile, right? Once you get the email, you can obviously use BB mail and some other tools and stuff like that, but it's not the same as having to be a native, right? And having this conversation, like a friend, like when you're talking with a friend, you usually stick on one platform. You're not like, let me email you now. Let me DM you here. Right. I want to engage that real personality also on LinkedIn because the platform, because with the content, you can really warm them up. So you talked
0: about having a a profile that's attractive and I'm already behind the curve there. And so if I think about setting up my LinkedIn profile, how do I set it up? Where do people
2: tend to screw this thing up? I want you to picture your LinkedIn profile is essentially a bait for your target audience, right? Like what are the needs, the heartburns and desires of your target market, right? And do not be fooled, like do not make it a resume. If your goal is to sell on LinkedIn, my goal is to sell on LinkedIn, then you need to optimize it to sell on LinkedIn, right? So that means understanding what's important for your prospects. So that goes into first off your picture, right? Does your picture stand out a little bit, right? So mine, like I'm wearing a suit, but I'm not wearing a tie. I wore intentionally a different colored suit. I popped the filters so the blue pops. I'm at a slight angle, I'm laughing, I look approachable, right? So it's all very, now it's different than everybody else. Everyone else has a headshot. So mine's a little bit of a body shot, slight angle, different, right? On top of that, I went not add a blue ring on Canva. It's completely free, easy to add a blue ring. Now it stands out more. That's just a little gimmicks, that's not a big deal. So when you're engaging on LinkedIn, they see your picture, they see your tagline. Your tagline is gonna tell them, should they even interact with you? It just doesn't make sense, right? So I like, mine's a pattern interrupt, okay? Mine says, from Speedos to you know, selling seven-figure contracts. People are like, Speedos? That's weird, who is this guy? No problem. Now I got your attention. It worked. The banner. The banner is a call to action. It has resources in there to give value to my target market from my free group to DM me for help, whatever. So it's it's very clear. Let's just say they're they're still skeptical. They keep scrolling. No problem. Next thing you see is the about section if they want to actually read that. In there, I've intentionally written it in a way that tells a story that aligns with everything that I know my target audience wants to do. I know they want to hit presence club. I know they want to make money. I know they want to get promoted. I know they want to make an impact. And then when you go down further, right, then it's your content. What type of content are you putting out there? Is it of value to your target market, right? I write about sales stuff and life stuff because my target market likes that. If you're selling to doctors, IT directors, lawyers, your content needs to be of value to them. Then you get the recommendations. In there, I have 60 plus recommendations from sales female sales leaders. So if they were unsure at any point, still at this point, they can go through and see, okay, you know what? This random Marcos guy, right? Is someone okay? So picture it's all real estate to be the right bait, to get your target market, to be open to a conversation and engaging with you.
1: The piece about the optimization is really interesting, particularly from the about me and the headline section. Yeah. And you sell into sort of a sexy space where it's sales and it's easy to write about being entrepreneurial and making more money. But what if you sell into something like the IT space or I'm selling to accountants at law firms. So if I'm new to a space, how do I figure out how to actually make that about me section, something that's appealing to my buyer without just regurgitating, we're the leading provider of X.
2: The first thing I'll do is get crystal clear on exactly what's the vocabulary and needs and heartburns that they have. And here's a really, really simple way, right? So you can either do with the social media way, which is you go into hashtags, look at popular hashtags of your target market and take a look at what people are posting about in there. Or you look for the macro micro-influencers in that same space and what are they posting about and then look in the comments and see what people are talking about that can tell you quite a bit right there right you could also join either facebook groups or linkedin groups that are of your target market as well so you can take a look and basically you're researching to uncover it right now here's a super ninja hack amazon amazing go on to amazon and you literally just type in there most popular say lawyer books whatever it's going to be right and look for the most popular books look at the reviews okay and you don't care about the one star or the five star look at the 2 through 4 those are people who are going to post some complaints about things that you know they want to know about those are heartburns and pains and desires written in plain language in the language they speak you take those common things and that's what you're going to throw into your profile i'm literally going to do that with sales
0: leaders and entrepreneurs right now after this episode are you using that anywhere else like in your cold emails cuz that's gold i've never thought about that before
2: yes yes so picture Any type of communication you will do with your target market, you apply the exact same thing, right? And that applies from cold emails. If you are any DMs, if you are creating marketing materials, it's no different. If you are creating a webinar, it's no different. Like, because what you have to understand is like, the simpler the message, the more effective the message is. When someone says, hey, Marcus, what do you do? Like, I don't go on some lengthy thing. I help b 2 B sell more and sell better. That's it.
1: This is where I've been insecure as a rep before where when I first started selling in the space that I'm in, I'm selling an ERP accounting tool. And I was a public relations major in college. So I was so insecure about selling like this financial management tool to CFOs. And so I would overcompensate by speaking like these really complex terms and and making it as complicated as possible to hide the fact that I didn't really know what I was talking about. And I thought that made me seem smarter as opposed to what you're doing, which is simplifying the message using what you're reading on two star Amazon reviews to speak the language of your customer. The the takeaway here is make it super simple. Armand, this is what you do. Like you, if you can say it in two words, you say it in two words. You don't say it in two paragraphs.
0: You have a solution that's relatively straightforward enough, or you've broken it down so it's straightforward enough. Yeah. Can you walk us through, when you're hitting the phones, how do you describe what you sell, and how do you
2: slide that in? So it's not like, yo, I want to make your B2B reps better. Oh, it's, it's super simple, right? It's, hey, uh, Mark's with Bentley Consulting Group. I, I, I work with A, B, and C client. I help their reps sell more and sell better through my programs. I want to show how I can do the same for you. How's Thursday at 8? I'm that simple. I'm that direct. And you go in for the kill right away? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because here's the thing: my goal is not to engage into a discovery right there, right? My goal is once I get them on the on the, on the appointment, then I can really have the full time. Like how often is someone when someone random calls you up? Do you have the time to actually engage in a ten minute conversation? You don't. Yeah. You're like busy doing something else, right? Like Nick's like doing a midday workout or something, right? Who knows.
1: The way that cold call is going to go is you're going to say that. You're going to say, how's Thursday at 3? And I'm going to say, okay, wait a minute. You said you're going to help my reps sell better. How are you going to do that? Well, boom, they've just given you permission to now explain how.
2: You got it. 100%, baby. And then they're like, well, how are you going to? Hey, you know what? I'm so glad you asked. That's exactly why we need to meet. So, again, how is Thursday at 8? Oh, uh, 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 COVID. You know what? I totally get that. Guess what? We're all dealing with COVID. So did Armand over at Armand Manufacturing, who is also dealing with COVID as well. We literally sat down. He loved what I showed him. His revenues are exploding right now. We have to meet. Again, House Thursday at 8?
0: And lastly, we got to end That's with it. one question. Mr. Marcus, we talked about a lot of good habits. There are some bad habits out there. And so my guess is I got a couple in mind.
2: But if you were going to pick one bad habit to break for every rep out there, what would it be? Stop complaining. Stop complaining. That's a bad habit right there, Right stop complaining right here's the thing your complaint may be valid it can be totally valid i get that right but stop complaining because remember this when you complain does it actually change your circumstances it doesn't right so stop complaining about whether it's your territory whether it's covid the pandemic the economy etc and just so you know and this is going to shock some people every single problem you are personally dealing with right now someone in the history of our time has already dealt with it successfully. You are not the only person. There were times where I was on a sales
0: floor selling deals and reps would tap me on the shoulder knowing that it closed before I even knew the contract was signed because there were Slack notifications in the channel. And I was like, what the are you guys doing? What are you doing with your time? You're staring and watching other people close deals. I didn't even know that channel existed until I was three months into the job. So
2: you got it, man. Is there anything you want to leave with the audience before we jump off? I do have a free webinar train right now that's going on for right now. Just head to marcuschan.io four slash webinar. That's marcuschan.io for slash webinar. And it's completely free. That's it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Guys, free webinar. Go attend it. Stop complaining. And a recap email in
0: three, two, one. Roll it.
1: it's
0: Your top four takeaways from the episode with Marcus Chan include number one, make your value prop simple. Stop overcomplicating things. We help people sell better. Number two, use three star Amazon reviews to figure out what granular problems your buyers have and how they talk about them. Number three, take that and use it to optimize your LinkedIn page and frame your LinkedIn language in terms of how buyers talk about their problems. And then number four, don't pitch right away on the LinkedIn DM show some gratitude, chat them up, engage in a conversation. Marcus did this to Nick. And then a week and a half later, you can say, hey, you know, I was looking at that podcast you have, and, you know, maybe it would be cool if we did an interview. All righty, Nick, that's all I got. How can people help us out here? I've been thinking about these three-star Amazon reviews
1: for pretty much the entire day, and it's making me think about reviews for our show, which don't give us a three-star, give us a five-star, but write something nice about us. That's it. Talk to you guys next week. we